This is The Novitiate. I'm Father Dave Callahan from the Missionaries of God's Love. This is a podcast for lay people wanting to become saints, wanting to try and build their faith from the ground up, understanding the richness of the spiritual tradition and how to apply that into their life in the lay vocation. In the last episode, I kind of dropped the bomb of this hidden doctrine or rarely mentioned doctrine of the fact that we are destined to share in the divinity of Christ. We are, we are called to become part of the Trinity, to enter into the full unity of the Trinity, as it says in the Catechism. Got to try and explain to you what this actually looks like. What does this mean? Because for most people, the Trinity is one of these bizarre doctrines we've just tuck away in the too hard basket. Trying to understand what that is and how we reconcile that with ordinary daily life is too hard. If we come back to this basic understanding that the Trinity is love, the Trinity is to be immersed in infinite love. Now, just take a moment to think about what that word actually means, infinite love. The way I always try and explain this when I speak to groups about this is try to imagine for a moment all the love you've ever experienced in your life. From the moment you were born, the love from your parents, the love from your friends, the love of romance, the love of just general care and charity you've received. Now, if you can, in your imagination, mash all of this together into this big love ball in front of you, okay? imagine yourself holding this love ball. Now then, multiply that love by everyone who's ever existed on earth, which is about 130 billion people. So if you can imagine all the love that anyone has ever experienced since the dawn of time, and then create this imaginary giant love ball, in front of you. Now, what would happen if someone placed all of that love inside your heart at one moment in time? So you, in one second, could experience all the love that has ever been experienced by human beings. It's a very good chance you're going to die. You're going to die from joy. Your heart would just simply explode, which is probably a really good way to go. But if we take this back to the understanding of the Trinity, you know, a love so huge, a love so overwhelming, you know, all the love that has ever been experienced since the dawn of time. This is like a drop in the ocean compared to the love that is inside the Trinity. Infinite love. You are made for love. You desire love above all things. You hunger for it. You are made for a love that can only be satisfied in the Trinity. Now, when we try and understand heaven as being entering into the unity of the Trinity, you've got to understand that this is God's one purpose. As, as that passage in the Catechism says, you know, the, the, the ultimate end of everything God has been doing on earth is this one purpose. God wants you to be blissing out for all of eternity by being right there in the very heart of this love between Father, Son and Holy Spirit. And the truth is, you are already experiencing this. If you are a Catholic, and if you go to Mass, and if you receive communion, I want you to just sit back for a moment and think about what happens. As Catholics, we believe that the Eucharist, the bread and the wine, becomes the body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus Christ. This is a, a term we throw around so loosely, I think it just shows how little we actually understand what we're talking about. 
Because if anyone really understood what they were saying when they say that, they'd probably be weeping with joy. Yet, if this is truly Jesus that we receive, then when you receive the Eucharist, Jesus dwells inside your heart. Now, just take for a moment and just think, where does Jesus live? Jesus lives in heaven, correct? Okay. So where is heaven at that moment? Or rather, where are you at that moment? You're in heaven, and heaven is in you. Now, we could equally say, where does Jesus live? Well, Jesus lives in the Trinity. Jesus cannot ever be separated from the Father and the Holy Spirit. He is constantly in this communion of love between Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And so when you receive the Eucharist and Jesus dwells inside of you, where are you? You're inside of the Trinity. You see, heaven is not something which happens when you die. Heaven is something which happens now, every time you go to Mass. And if you ever were looking for an excuse to go to Mass, I think you've just found it. Because if you want to be in heaven, you're right there. But it's as much as we experience this very physically and tangibly in the Eucharist when we receive communion, that's not the only time when Jesus is inside of us. You know, we, we receive Jesus constantly. You know, when, when we are reading the scriptures, when we are praying, any time we are, are living in that conscious awareness of the indwelling presence of Jesus. We are living in that conscious awareness that we are dwelling in the Trinity, in heaven. Now, at that point, it's quite normal to sit back and say, well, hang on a second. It doesn't feel like heaven. You know, I, I go to Mass every Sunday and it doesn't feel like I'm immersed in infinite love. I think if people were experiencing that, there would be a whole lot more people queuing up to come to church and if they were fully aware of the love they were receiving, there'd probably be a whole lot more people dying after receiving communion as well. It'd be a little bit messy. This, strangely, is one of the great mercies of God. The fact that church is boring is actually God's mercy. And I think it actually reveals to us something of the purpose of the spiritual life. And so this is why this, this concept is so fundamental to understand because anything else you learn about the spiritual journey is meaningless. It has no context. It's, it's not anchored in anything unless you understand the end goal. The end goal is that you would start to be awakened to the reality that has already taken place. You see, God has already drawn you into the heart of the Trinity. But you're not in a place where you're able to experience that or receive that gift. And so what God is doing is leading you very slowly, day by day, into a deeper awareness of his love. God is slowly healing your heart so that you're able to receive love. Because at the moment, your heart is so broken and wounded that you can't receive what's being given to you. It's just bouncing off a brick wall of rejection. God is trying to break down that wall and he's trying to soften your heart, he's trying to open your eyes to be able to see what is in front of you so that you can receive it. Now, if this sounds 
a little bit fanciful, a little bit like a you know Catholic fantasy novel, to understand that this is really the story of the mystics. You know, when we look at the great mystics of the church, people like John of the Cross and Teresa of Avila, these were the people who actually reached the end goal while here on earth. You look at someone like St. Teresa of Avila. She was reputed to have reached the highest possible level of prayer possible for a human being. The way that she describes it is it was as though there was this thin veil between her and the beatific vision. And she spent her, her remaining years of life begging God to tear back the veil. She wanted to die. She wanted to see the fulfillment, but she was, she was as close as you could get to seeing the fullness of this reality while here on earth. What her life shows us is that this is actually possible. You know, we are actually able to go through a journey of learning how to see God in our midst. So Christianity is not this desperate attempt to climb a mountain and find God standing at the top. It's actually a journey inwards to try and find the God who is already present, the God who is already immersing you, surrounding you with his love. And yet we need to pray that our eyes would be opened, that our heart would be softened so that we could actually be awakened to the truth of what God has already done. This concept is so important because it really lays the foundation to understand the rest of the spiritual life and to be able to put into context the traditions and disciplines and behaviors of the spiritual masters. Many of these behaviors, which look weird and irrational on the surface, suddenly start to make sense when you realize that God is actually calling you into the Trinity. So in the coming episodes, I'm going to now start to try and break this open piece by piece. Now that you've had the foundation in this last five episodes, hopefully you start to get an idea of where we're going. And the rest of it will now have a decent framework that we can build up on. So from here on, we now go into this mystery of love and how we are transformed into the very likeness of love. And maybe the best place to start with this is by starting with the story of judgment at the time you die. So tune in for the next episode, and we'll get a little bit interesting talking about death.